If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. To off limits, liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gay Mass. It's Sunday, so here we are. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight on the show. There's a lot to talk about on tonight's episode of Gay Mass. There's been so much going on this last week in the gay arena, um, and certainly a lot to discuss um, about our community. So if you want to call in during the show, you can call in by calling 214-377-0481, or you can call in using Skype for free. Uh, by using the name Off Limits Show when you dial in. <clears throat> so I'm happy to talk to you if you have any uh, comments about what we're discussing tonight. Um, so there's a lot happening, like I said, going on. And I guess the most uh, the most recent thing that's gone on or been happening is uh, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Now, I don't watch The Bachelor. I've never watched The Bachelor. I find The Bachelor to be one of the most vapid, ridiculous shows ever made, um, you know, about some supposed wonderful douchebag who actually uh, is attractive, but uh, physically attractive generally, but is not that bright, um, wooing a gaggle of women to, you know, to give them a rose, hopefully, and to uh, find his or her match and, and, and get, getting married at the end. <clears throat> now, how often has someone actually gotten married on on The Bachelor? I think very few, and very few have actually lasted. I think I remember The Bachelorette uh, found one guy. I think they're still together, the fireman dude. I watched that particular season, but that was it. That was like the second season. <clears throat> but other than that, I've never watched it. I've never watched the actual show, The Bachelor. Anyway, so the the guy on that show, uh, his name is um, what is his name? Juan, some shit, Juan Pablo Galavis or something like that. Um, he had something to say about um, you know about the gays, and he says that um, you know 
the producers or someone had actually um, considered making a gay version of The Bachelor. And he commented on this and stated that he said um, that it wasn't a good idea. Um, he said, no, I respect gay people, but honestly, I don't think it's a good example for kids and that it would be a terrible idea because gay people are, quote, perverted. Um, he says it would be too hard to watch. He says, quote, obviously people have their husband and wife and kids and that this is how we are brought up. Now there is fathers having kids and all that. And it is hard for me to understand that too. And that too, in the sense of a household having peoples, <laughs> two parents sleeping in the same bed and the kid going into bed, it is confusing in a sense. Plus if he's not mistaken, gay people are kind of perverted and stuff. Um, he says, there's this thing about gay people, it seems to me, and I don't know if I'm mistaken or not, but they're more pervert in a sense. And to me, the show would be too strong, too hard to watch. So this man, who is obviously completely without any brain cells and you know has no real <laughs> sense of uh, intelligence, apparently, which is evident from the fact that he's actually on The Bachelor in the first place, um, is saying that we gay people are perverted and disgusting and wrong and whatever. And so that we, the having a show called, you know, the gay bachelor or whatever is just a horrible, terrible idea. Now, first of all, I don't think it really, anybody like him should be uh, commenting on, um, on um, gay people actually um, being, um, having a gay show or whatever, because he himself has been, um, he's got some, some kind of arrest warrants out of or something like that, or he's some sort of, um, he didn't pay his child support. He was taken to court to pay his child support and so on and so forth. And so this man who is saying, you know, what's right for the family, he himself should look in his own backyard before he starts throwing stones. Um, and today his apology was issued or yesterday. And it said, I have heard from many gay Latinos today who are hurt because of what I said. And I apologize. I know gay parents and I support them and their families. They are good parents and loving families. I am a father and I know the feeling of being a father. Why wouldn't I want my gay friends to also be happy parents? I also want gay and lesbian youth to know that it is fine to be who you are, gay or straight, black or white, Latin or American. What matters is here here is to respect who we are. And then on his Facebook page, he says, I want to apologize to all the people I may have offended because of my comments on having a gay or bisexual bachelor. The comment was taken out of context. If you listen to the entire interview, there's nothing but respect for gay people and their families. I have many gay friends and one of my closest friends who's like a brother has been an, a constant in my life, especially during the past five months. The word pervert was not what I meant to say. And I'm very sorry about it. Okay, and so he doesn't know how to use the English language, apparently. <laughs> um, so I guess he's saying it's his second, his, you know, he, because it's his second language, he doesn't really know the right word to use. Um, anyway, so I, I just think he's, you know, blah, 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 exactly. I think he's, I think he's just basically a, an idiot and he really should not even be um, considered uh, a role model for people. Or People shouldn't be listening to this idiot in the first place, is my point. So... The guy's talking about stuff he doesn't... He's talking out of his ass, essentially. Um, he's just talking about what he doesn't know. So I think it's just ridiculous. And I don't know if people are... are um, you know, it's a small thing. I mean, it's just some, some stupid guy on a game show, essentially. But people listen to him, and lots of people watch that show. And also, I have a problem with that show, because that show's never had one black person on there as a, as a uh, bachelor. It's never had a, um, a, an Asian guy. It's never... You know, it's always... It's been on for 18 seasons, which is nine years, I think. Two seasons a year or something. 
And yet they haven't had one person, one minority, real minority, you know, someone who doesn't look Caucasian on there, um, which I find to be offensive um, to someone who may want to be on there. Um, I don't know why you'd want to be on there, but someone who does, for God's sakes, they should have more diversity on the show. What, only a white guy is the only kind of guy in the world that people want? No, it's not. <laughs> um, Ricky Martin, can we talk about Ricky Martin? Can we, you know, come on, please. I don't think so. Can we talk about Dean Kane? Can we talk about, um, oh, what is his name? Um, Shamar Moore. I mean, uh, the list goes on and on and on. But my point is, is that there's a bazillion different types of, of men out there that are deemed sexy or attractive. And to say that, oh, these men are just... Only only these guys are the ones everybody wants to see is ridiculous. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with ratings or whatever, because, oh, well, if we have someone who's a minority, not as many people are going to be interested or vested in it. First of all, that's not necessarily true. And secondly, to say that is racist and ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it is Hollywood and it is, you know, that's how they actually, <laughs> that's how they actually uh, uh, do things there. Okay, going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to um, talk about um, another story in the news that is about a high school student who was suspended because he did uh, gay porn work for Sean Cody. He was suspended by the high school. Um, so we're talking about that right when we get back. Be right back.
right, so that's Jason Dotling's new song, Love Story. Good song. Be sure to pick it up on iTunes if you uh, are interested in it. It's a good song, so it's a fun dance song. Like it. Uh, anyway, so we're back. So we're talking about um, gay stuff tonight, as usual, on Game Mass. So one of the things that happened um, it recently was a high school senior... And he's also a Sean Cody model. For those of you who don't know what Sean Cody is, Sean Cody is a very notorious um, website. It's one well-known by gay people, especially by those of us from my age group <laughs> from the early 2000s. It's been around since like 2000, I think. Um, and it features like really kind of um, Abercrombie Fitch type guys, you know, whatever. And it's a porn site. And uh, anyway, so the model's name is Noel, Noel, and um, he's been suspended and will not graduate this year after several of his bareback videos found their way to their principal's desk at his school. Um, now, I don't know if he's actually 18 years old. I don't know what his age is or anything. I don't know if he's actually of age. So if he's not of age, then that creates imposes a problem for him, obviously. But if he is actually 18 and still in high school, uh, then I really don't see the point in them suspending him. But they're saying um, that... Uh, that he's been suspended um, and it's going to lead to an automatic failure from absences and he will not be able to graduate uh, come June. So he was a senior, so probably he's 18. <clears throat> so anyway, I don't know. I didn't know that there was a morality clause in your decision to go to school. Your taxes pay, your parents' taxes, whatever, pay for kids to go to school. So it, does it say as long as you're a moral person, you can go to school, meaning moral, meaning someone who does something in line with your own morality? No. Does it say that you can't do porn? <laughs> no. Does it say if you do that you're going to go to, uh, you're going to be suspended? No. So I think this is really kind of a civil rights issue. I mean, if the guy is keeping, he's got all of his grades and is keeping up with school and he's not actually... Um, failing classes, which is the whole prerequisite. That's the prerequisite for graduating from high school, not whether your your morality is in line with someone else's or not. Um, then he's no reason he shouldn't graduate, and he should win if he sues the sues for his uh, graduation or something. Because really, honestly, he should be um, able to graduate. So I think it's another ridiculous thing, and people overstepping the lines. I always hate it when high schools are. You know, it seems like high schools always attract in terms of the administration people that will be the most, I don't know, the po most power hungry people and the ones that want to control everybody. Um, I guess that's the best kind of person for a principal. I don't know, but um, it's the same with cops and stuff too, but I don't really think it's, I think they're overstepping their line, their boundaries. It's not their business. If he does porn, if he's actually of age to do it. So it's none of their fucking business. And so fuck them. So I hope he wins. <laughs> and another thing that happened is recently, Sherry Shepard on The View. Now, <laughs> I I have been watching The View since probably the beginning, okay? Like, I don't know what it's, 18 years ago or 15 years ago or something like that. And um, I've watched it through all the changes on the show, you know, all the way from uh, Debbie Montalopoulos, whatever her, first, her name was, that first blonde chick who was kind of ditzy on there, to Lucy, not Lucy Lou, Lucy, Lucy, oh my God, not Lucy Lou, but Lucy... Um, I can't remember the other one. <laughs> anyway, the, the the journalist, I like her a lot. I can't remember her name. But anyway, she and uh, then on, to, you know, Star Jones leaving and, of course, Rosie O'Donnell coming on there and then 
um, that whole debacle. And so I've seen all the changes through all the years. And then Sherry Shepard comes on here or on there a few years ago, and she's such a stupid bobblehead. She's talking about specifically what she um, feels uh, – on the show, she was actually talking about what um, she felt – hold on a second – Sorry. So um, what she felt was um, they actually, the episode I'm talking about, she was talking about what, whether the earth was round or, or not or some shit. Oh, whether the earth revolved around the sun or not. Okay. <laughs> and they had said something about something in that show. I can't remember specifically what was said, um, but they had said, let me see if I can find it here. Hold on. Let's see. Sherry Shepard. And she said, I don't know. I don't know if the, the earth revolves around the sun or not. Um, earth or the earth is flat or that's what it was, whether the earth is flat or not. And so I'm going to play for you this small 30 second clip. Let's see what she has to say. Is the world flat? Is the world flat? Yes. I don't know. What do you think? I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Is the world flat? <laughs> I never thought about it. You, you I, never I, thought about whether I've the world was No, because I, but I'll tell you what I've thought about, how I'm going to feed my child, well, you how I'm going to both. take care of my family. The world, is the world flat, has never entered into, uh -huh. like, it, that has not been an what important teach, thing to me. You'll teach your son, Jeffrey, right? If my right? son, Jeffrey, asked me, is the world flat, I guess I will go. You know, and, didn't and already work? Okay, so the woman, that's what she said. And this was, I don't know, like five years ago, right? And so it's a notorious, it's like a well-known thing that happened with her on the show. And so since that point, I've never really had much respect for her. I don't, I've never disliked her per se. I mean, she's okay as a person or whatever, but she's always been really, really um, Bible-y, you know, <laughs> really, really ultra-religious and all that stuff. So I always, you know, I always approach people who are really, really ultra-religious like that with a with trepidation. I don't really um, trust them. So, because, and it's funny, it's sort of ironic, I think, that, you know, most people who are the opposite, oh, someone's really religious, and, you know, oh, my God, they must be a really great, nice person, and kind, and loving, and charitable, and blah, blah, blah. Me, no. I think that they're usually bigots, and they usually don't live up to their actual... Um, what they claim to be. So with Sherry Shepard, I always felt like, well, she's probably a stupid bobblehead. And the, so the fact she even said that is ridiculous. So now she's saying what? She's saying that, um, that she, that she feels, where is it? Um, blah, blah, blah. She said that, Oh, something about, um, okay. She previously had blamed gay men for spreading HIV to women and she'd lobbied for straight soldiers to have access to counseling after after showering with gay soldiers. She told viewers of The View that gay relationships are all about the sex. And she said she is appalled by boys in dresses and told America that nothing predates Christianity and made a case for heterosexuality by claiming lesbian women cannot defend themselves without men. So she said all of these things this time she's been on there, plus a lot more, trust me. And so now she says she was in an interview recently and she'd said that she doesn't agree with the gay lifestyle, quote unquote lifestyle, and that gays are still going to hell regardless of how nice and wonderful the people we are. She's still, we're still going to hell. And she said this, she said, um, I think people feel I'm very judgmental. I think people feel I'm very homophobic. If they knew me and knew my heart, you grow up being a Christian and you grow up believing homosexuality is a sin. You're going to hell if you're homosexual. This is something that they teach in churches. So it's something that I grew up believing. And then um, by the same moronic logic, we guess she 
could also justify racism. Um, so the article says she'd be okay with racist people so long as they grew up believing racism was acceptable, right? And she says, I might not agree with your lifestyle, but I love you. You may not agree with my lifestyle, but you love me. I don't say it's a choice. If you tell me, Sherry, I was born gay, okay, I'm not going to argue with you because I can't tell you how you feel and what's going on inside. I'm trying to make it into heaven by the skin of my teeth. I don't know who I'm going to see. So if you tell me you're born gay, I'm not going to argue with you. And I absolutely respect you for that. I just ask that people respect how I feel. I respect how you feel. And we can have a great dialogue. So someone had posted on um, Facebook, I think it was my friend Caleb had posted some, this this article or this um, internet thing mentioning her having said all this about how she wants people to respect her beliefs, even if they don't agree with them, um, about homosexuality. And I responded, and somebody had said on there, responded to the article saying... Um, Oh my God, just let it all go. It doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, it's easy to say it doesn't matter when it doesn't affect you personally. When you're not a homosexual person, you're not gay or lesbian, transgender, bi, questioning, whatever, you're not any of these things and you're a heterosexual person and it doesn't affect you. Yeah, it's easy for you to say, just fucking forget it and move on. You know, people who say that, fuck you. You're not living in my fucking body or my life. You don't understand what I have to go through being a gay person in this world. You don't know. So don't tell me to just forget about it or like it doesn't matter because it does. And I also mentioned and I'd said, I wonder how Sherry Shepard would feel if we said, well, the Bible says a lot of things because it says that slavery, you know, should exist and that slavery is, is advocated by the Bible and many parts of the Bible. And let's just make, so we should just kept all the black people as slaves and made all the black people continue to be slaves because the Bible says it's okay. The Bible advocates slavery. Therefore it advocates black people being enslaved as a culture. And so I think that, you know, I think she might have a problem with that. And would she still respect my opinion or anyone else's opinion who believe that? Oh, I'm sure Sherry Shepard's going to say to us, oh, I respect your opinion, even though you think I should be a slave and be enslaved the rest of my life and my life shouldn't be my own. No, she's not. So it's easy for someone to say, respect my opinion when it has nothing to do with you, when the issue at hand has nothing to do with you and doesn't affect you. So fuck her and fuck people who say that. So I'm really turned off by her and what she had said, because honestly, I mean, I could, I could take her with, with, you know, grain of salt and I could take her sort of in doses before, but now when I'm going to watch the view, I, I'm probably going to say like, oh, shut the fuck up, Sherry. And that's how I was towards Elizabeth Hasselbeck. You know, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, I didn't really have a thing against her as a person, but her beliefs, her Republican right wing, almost Tea Party ish, some in some instances, beliefs were abhorrent to me and offensive. And so for someone to continue to say the things she said, you know, I was like, oh, shut the fuck up, Elizabeth. So I was so happy when she left because I was like, she's an idiot. And so was Sherry Shepard. So that's what I had to say about that. Um, and then there's an Oklahoma representative. Her name is Sally Kern. We've heard about her several times before in the past. And she says, homosexuality is not a civil right. It's a human wrong. She's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And she once called homosexuality the biggest threat to our nation, and even more so than terrorism or Islam. You probably heard about her before if you're gay and you follow politics. Uh Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. 
Download your EVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with EVIC and Harris Teeter Fuel Points. Karen is the proven expert in addiction treatment. A recent independent study showed that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen, real results, real care, real about recovery. Um, and a federal judge's ruling, she says, striking down the state's ban on, homosex- on uh, same-sex marriage is uh, a horrible thing. She says homosexuality is not a civil right. Uh, it's a human wrong. She says homosexuals are saying, this is who we are. This is how we were born. You tell a lie long enough, people start to believe it. In the judge's ruling on Tuesday, the judge um, actually described Oklahoma's ban on same-sex marriage as an arbitrary, irrational exclusion of just one class of Oklahoma citizens from a governmental benefit. Um, And she, uh, of course, went off the deep end. Now, you know, this is Oklahoma. You can't expect much from people in Oklahoma. I mean, and yes, I know people from Oklahoma. And I know a lot of gay guys that live in Oklahoma. I know people who have families that live in Oklahoma. But Oklahoma is almost worse than Texas. It is worse than Texas, I think. And honestly, it is in terms of its um, its bigotry, not just, you know, not just homosexual against homosexuals, but also against, you know, just racism and and uh, and other types of bigotry. And also it's conservatism. It's an incredibly conservative state. It's a small state. And so it's easy to keep your um, relatives uh, in your family, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> um, they... In Texas, however, Texas is Texas is huge, and Texas has a much broader, disparate uh, cross section of of people in it. And so, because of that, even though it is it is a definitely a conservative state, we're definitely a red state here. It because of its being such a huge state and having such a huge influx of people, it's 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 far more liberal in a lot of ways than Oklahoma ever has been. Oklahoma would be happy if we still lived in the 1800s and people still rode in buggies pretty much. I mean, people are just so backwards there. So anyway, I wasn't surprised by this. But I mean, if you live in Oklahoma, and I've seen people on Facebook posting on my Facebook, on on the Off Limits Show Facebook or whatever, talking about it and saying how horrible, oh my God, these people are in Oklahoma, people who live there. I'm like, well, what do you expect when you live in Oklahoma? Now, I live in Texas. Am I surprised ever when people are trying to curtail the rights of anybody, whether it's abortion rights, women's rights, whether it's gay rights or, 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 or immigrant, immigrant rights or, or um, racial rights or whatever the case may be. Civil rights, I mean. So whatever the case is, I'm never shocked or surprised when some stupid hick with a fucking cowboy hat here in Texas passes some stupid law banning something else they don't, they're against because they're so fucking afraid of all of us. I mean, the truth is that these people are terrified of us. When I say us, I mean liberals. I mean gays. I mean people who believe in women's rights, people who believe in civil liberties and rights, human rights, people who believe in rights and people who want things to change so that things are better and not worse. Well, it creates such a frenzy for these people who run these governments in Texas and other states like it. And they just don't know what the fuck to do. So what do they do? They, oh my God, we got to pass a law to ban this. We got to pass a law to ban that or whatever. So, I mean, it's really just a bunch of, I don't know what's the word, just a bunch of, um, a bunch of scared little, little idiots who don't know what the fuck to, to do or say, you know? Um, hold on. So, I mean, honestly, most people are, completely 
completely and utterly afraid of gay people. Um, and that's why they call it homophobia, because it's a fear of gay people. It's not a fear like we're going to come and like glitter bomb you. It's not a fear of like we're going to come and kiss you, although I think that's part of it too, actually. I think it's more of a fear of the unknown, because people who know us know that we are great people, generally speaking. Um, and we are people just like heterosexual people. We want the same things and the same rights, et cetera. We don't want anything different than anyone else or anything more. We don't, we don't want special rights. We want the same rights. And that's all. Um, so, you know, you can't be surprised when you live in a state like Texas or Oklahoma or anywhere in the Deep South or anywhere, sometimes in the Midwest even, and you have these kind of morons running the show. You know, you've got the the crazy people running the asylum, essentially. And they really, truly are. I think they're they're really crazy and out of their mind, these people. I think they really do have a uh, mental problem, unfortunately. Um, and I don't know if they're going to ever change, um, but we shall see. Okay, going to take a break. Come right back. Be right back after this. I'm 
So that's Creep by Radiohead. Great song. So, by the way, if you want to check me out, you can go to offlimitshow.com. You can check me out on speaker.com, on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, and on Stitcher.com. So I'm all over the place. So if you want to find out more about me, you've never heard of the show before, you can find out more about me in those places, especially offlimitshow.com, where you can hear the show live if you want to listen to it there live. Um, and also find read a personal blog of mine there, which I need to do this week, actually. I'll do that tomorrow or tonight, maybe. And also um, find out more about uh, upcoming shows as well and don't forget i've got a pimp out for next sunday we're going to have on gay mass the off limits show gay mass whatever we're going to have um the illustrious coco peru at 10 p.m central here on the show i'm going to interview her did an an in-depth interview with her find out what makes her tick or whatever she's hilarious and a great um wonderful female impersonator which she prefers to be called drag queen i think and um she's uh, she's just wonderful i love her to death so uh if you don't know who she is check her out coco peru i think she's cocoperu.com or coco's world but you can check her out by finding her via um on facebook search for miss coco peru on there and you'll find out about her but be sure to check us out then and uh also if you want to win a free copy of girls will be girls one of the movies she's been in um you can um do that by going to my facebook page which you can access by going to um www.facebook.com slash off limits rad um or radio rather sorry and there you'll find go to events and there's a picture of her on there click on it and add um that you're going and those of you who have done that will be entered into a drawing at random i'll do it on the air uh, of someone winning the actual prize, and I'll be sending it to you. Um, so if you're interested in that, be free, feel free to go there and uh, sign up. So anyway, a couple more things I wanted to discuss. Uh, there is a um, there's an, a survey. <laughs> there was a survey, first of all, um, of fifteen thousand women around the world, um, and of the in that survey, it says uh, whom the women find to be the best and the worst lo- worst lovers in the world, um, based on the country these men are in. Now, I have my own things to say about this. I've dated men from different countries before, and um, I've uh, had sex with men from different countries before because dating them is not the same always. <laughs> anyway, so I've done I've done um, I've done I've done a lot of men in my life. <laughs> And of those men, I have to disagree with some of these findings. And the top five worst, according to the women, were Germany, England, Sweden, Holland, and America. <laughs> so um, they say Germans are too smelly. English, The English are too lazy. The Swedens are too quick to come. The people from um, Holland are too dominating. And the people from America are too rough. Now... This is from a woman's perspective, not from a gay man's perspective. So let me give a little um, gay man perspective on these things. First of all, the way a man, a woman wants a man 
to have sex with her is generally not the way a man wants a man to have sex with him. So, you know, gay men and women want sex in different ways because they're different species, just essentially. So, where in my opinion, uh, German men are incredibly hot because they are very, in my, my experience, the ones I've been with in the past have been very dominant and very just into anything and very, um, what's the word uninhibited. Yeah. I guess is the word I'm looking for. And I love that. And they were, I'm inhibited English guys. I've been with one. I've only been with one. He was, um, he was actually good in bed. So I don't know. He wasn't lazy at all. And that's, that's true. If you do have a, l- a lazy lover, there's nothing worse than that. Someone who just doesn't do anything and they just expect you to do all the work and they never actually make an effort. I mean, that's the worst kind of lover there is. Um, Sweden, they say too quick, too quick to come. I've never had sex with a Swedish guy. I mean, not an actual Swedish guy. I mean, I've had sex with guys who were Swedish and ancestry, but not, not from Sweden. So I can't comment on that, but some, a guy who comes too fast is, um, disappointing as well. Um, Holland, they're too dominating. I love Dutchmen. I've dated a Dutch guy, guy before and mm, love them. Um, that's, you know, think, think, uh, Tom of Finland or something like that. Hot. And then of course, Americans, they say are too rough. I like it rough. So, <laughs> so I have no problem. I have no problem with that at all. Um, if they have a, uh, if they're, if they're rough, Americans are rough. That's a good thing. I, I say, um, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, um, they say the best lovers are the Spanish, the Brazilians, the Italians, the French, and the Irish. Um, and the Spanish, I could definitely see being really amazing lovers, taking their time, being sensual. I think sensuality is very important. Taking your time and taking, um, um, you know, stock of what the other person is into, what they, what turns them on and, you know, and exploiting that and making them have a good time and making, making the other person, making sure the other person has a good time. If both people are doing that, then it's always going to be hot sex. Um, the Brazilians and Brazilian guys look at Brazilian guys are fucking gorgeous. Italian guys, the same thing. I mean, these guys are all the kind of romantic Latin lover dudes, right? Did you notice that in the worst lovers, not one of them was a Latin country. They were all, like the white bread countries <laughs> mostly. Um, so when it comes to the best lovers, apparently it's the Latin countries and the French and the Irish. So interesting. And I believe that because Latin lovers have been pretty hot as my experience as well. Um, I've never had sex with a French guy that I can recall. Oh no, that's not true. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And it was hot. Oh, that's true. It was very hot. So that's true. And you know, and I think the French just sort of have a kind of um, sensual sensuality to them that, is kind of inbred into their culture. They, to me, French people really, and I, I know French, I know I've took four years of French in, in, in high school and I, I took it in college and I speak it very well and I know the French culture very well and, and all that. So I, I understand it, <clears throat> who these people are and they are incredibly sensual people. And so I think not just, and I mean about food, about wine, about a zest for life, you know, the uh, um, joie de vivre. And so they, pe- they pe- people who really do have a zest for life. <clears throat> and so I certainly think that that's, that probably would translate, you know, generally to most of them in the, the sack. It did in my case anyway. Um, and the same goes for Italians. They're the same way. They have a very much of a zest for life as well. So I think that's probably very true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So 
One more thing I want to mention before I go is is tomorrow night or Sunday night, tonight's technically, there's going to be um, a new show on HBO called Looking. The first episode comes on tonight um, on HBO, so be sure you check it out. It's going to be really good, I hope. It's, I've heard really good things about people who've seen it. So hopefully it's going to be really wonderful. Um because I, I'm looking for a new gay show. I mean, if you think about what's on TV right now, <clears throat> there are no gay shows. There's no Queer as Folk anymore. Do you guys remember Queer as Folk? That was a great show. I loved Queer as Folk. Um, <laughs> and I think on Queer as Folk, there, you know, there Brian, of course, was the the hottest, whatever, supposedly. Um, and then, but to me, the hottest guy was Ben. Oh my God, I had the hots for him. He was so gorgeous. And Ben was Michael's boyfriend on the show. He was played by, oh my God, I can't remember his name. I feel so bad. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, he was played by somebody. I can't remember his name, but he's gay in real life. Gorgeous blonde guy. Um, he was on the show. Um, the guy who played Michael on the show was cute as well. The guy that played Brian was good looking, but you know, kind of insipid. Um, I think they were all kind of attractive in their own way, but I think though out of all the ones on the show, I would have, and he wasn't a main, I mean, he was a main character at later on, but you know, when he was on the show, he wasn't, his name was Ben, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so looking is coming out tonight. Be sure to check out for that. Check that out. And, uh, Report back to me what you thought about it. I'm going to, uh, you know, if you want to post on my Facebook page or you want to post it on my um, my Twitter or something, let me know what you think about about it. I'll talk about it on the show and we can discuss it on the show. Um, and you can always call into the show, 214-377-0481 in the future. If you want to call into the show and talk about anything I'm talking about, feel free. Um, and also today, last night, tonight, actually just got back about, uh, I got back at 1230, actually. I got back from seeing Five Years a Slave. I'll talk about that real quick before I go. Five Years a Slave, um, you know, came out like last November, whatever, and it's got all these Oscar nominations. It's won these Gold Globes, everything else. And they're saying it's between that and that that Hustler movie. Um, one, it's going to go for Best Picture. And I think it's an amazing um I think it was an amazing movie. I was truly moved by it. And it's really, truly a journey. I mean, it takes you on a real raw journey of what this guy went through. It's a true story, by the way. It's based on a true story that was written, a book written by the guy who was a slave for 12 years, who actually initially was a free man and was um, sold into slavery. Um, he was tricked into something and he was sold into You have to see the movie to see what happened. And he ended up being in the South and being sold in slavery. Anyway, um, as a result of this, it, 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 he goes through all this, this horrible, horrible stuff for 12 years as a slave. And eventually, you know, he comes out of it and is freed um, by no small miracle. Uh, thanks to Brad Pitt's character, by the way. Um, <laughs> and he is. Um, and so I was felt just I was left breathless at the end of the movie. And my heart was heavy. And it tells you what happened to him in the end and, and uh, you know, in the text portion of it at the after everything. And it's just a sad, sad um, show. And it shows that, you know, um, bigotry, you know, to me, I think of slavery as bigotry um, animated, meaning it's like the physical expression of bigotry or hatred um, because to take, you know, bigotry essentially means, you know, or having a sense of superiority over someone else because of their race or religion or sexual orientation or whatever the case may be. And that 
it's such an ugly thing. You know, it was it, ugly is not the word. It's horrid. It's um, despicable. It's disgusting. Slavery, I mean. And if if slavery was the embodiment of bigotry, then you can now see how horrible and ugly bigotry really is. And it doesn't matter if it's towards black people or towards gay people or towards white people or towards whomever it is against. It's always ugly. It's always hideous. And it's always unnecessary. So um, if you have not seen the movie, definitely check it out. We caught it at the tail end. It's like at this last week at this theater we went to. It was like one showing a day or something, you know, because it's been out for so long. But um, it was really good. And I think it's, if you don't know, if you're someone, you know, I'm sure people like Debbie Daly and people like um, Mr. Midnight Movie and people like that will think it's a comedy. But for the rest of us normal people out there, we're going to think of it as a lesson in what bigotry really is, what it looks like, and why we should never, ever go back there again. So I'll be back um, later this week. Check out the schedule on speaker.com. If you go to the show page for whichever show it is, whether it's Gay Mask, Acoustic Mask, Brain Purge, whatever show it is I do, Off Limits Show, you go there and you can check out the schedule for my upcoming shows. Um, and I'll be back then. And you can also um, be sure and email me at info, info at offlimitshow.com or tw- tweet me on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. And I will see you all next time. Good night. <laughs>
on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 